This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. West Ham gave Arsenal a fright, meaning City have a treble in sight, but will it be more Blues delight or will Bayern finally put up a fight at the Allianz on Wednesday night? It's Tuesday the 18th of April, I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCall. And I'm Ollie Kirsch. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. Chaps, chaps, welcome. Um, before we get into it, tweet on the City Report podcast account last week, I think it was. Speaking about chance, and it's got me thinking, since that John Stones goal on Saturday against Leicester, I've had the the daddy cool John Stones chant, he gets the blues excited, stuck in my head. Ollie K, let's start off with you. I've got to get my names right. We've got Ollie squared on today, so I'm going mm-hmm. to gonna no doubt pass the question over to the, both of you at the same time. But Ollie K, favourite City chant for you? Oh, favourite city chant. Um, I, I I like all the ones that can just roll on and on and on and on, and we just repeat them, repeat them. Um, Balotelli was one that we did that with. Yeah, Zabaleta chant we did it with Bernardo, of course. I mean, I've, I think I've sat through entire forty-five minutes when we went just run through the Bernardo <laughs> one over and over again. Um, empty seats at home is another one, and. Um, the infamous infamous Fleetwood Mac song that we've got at the moment. I just I just love any of them that instead of kind of singing them once or twice and then they tail off just over and over yeah. and over. And when you're sat in an away end as well and you can see the home fans getting increasingly irate <laughs> as we just loop these things one after the other. And that we usually crack these out as well when we've got some kind of unassailable lead, 3-0, 4-0. We're in the process of humiliating someone. I think the, the best one I heard recently was last season at Leeds. We were a few goals ahead. I mean, the game was, it was pretty much dead as far as Leeds were concerned. That Bernardo one was just on loop repeatedly. Mm. So any of them, you can count as my favourite. 
Yeah, I, I do love it. That them ones that sort of you get to a point where you feel like it's dying down, and then it just goes again. Um, <laughs> Ollie, have you got any up in that? What, what would you have in the sort of in your in your top three Man City chants? Uh, not in any particular order, but that Fleetwood Mac one. Not only because it's a great chant, and you know, twenty thirty minutes of that on an away day hearing, you know, 7,000 middle-aged blokes go, a-woo, for <laughs> however long, is just a fantastic sight. But it's a great, But the original song's one of my all-time favourites by Fleetwood Mac as well. Um, Sergio Aguero made City Champions. It's a classic. Yeah, good shout. It's, it's, good a, shout. it's, it's always good to laugh at United. Um, and I'm... I don't think I don't think it ever really got sat. It never really took off. But there was a Riyad Mahrez one a couple of years ago. That his name is Mahrez. He's running down the wing. That yeah. That it's it's one like Ollie said. They can ju- you can just sing it over and over. But it was always a good chant. And there was a, and there's a great yeah. video of them singing it on a train, of a bunch of blues singing it on a train. And there's just this bloke ch- desperately trying to sleep, but clearly he's not getting <laughs> any sleep on that journey. Um, no, no, City yeah, fans, we've all been there to be fair. City fans we've... just know how to piss off fellow passengers, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I think I'd throw the, the Julian Alvarez one into the mix, uh, Magic Argentina, that, that, that does get going. Um, right, hopefully, this will be being sang on Wednesday night in Munich. By the time this podcast's out, I'll be rattling across various different seas on a multifaceted journey to southern Germany. So um, hopefully that will that'll be being belt, belted out. But before we start speaking about the game, we're going to piggyback on the end of la- uh, so yesterday's episode where we spoke about the weekend win over Leicester, but more, more specifically today, the title race in general. Obviously, Oli K, Arsenal dropped more points. That's back-to-back games. They've gone from 2-0 up to 2-2 at full-time. Um, what are we thinking about Arsenal then? Just like general off the bat. Are we? I, I don't know how about you, but when that West Ham game was going on and they were pushing for a winner, as much as I couldn't be arsed with them scoring another 97th-minute winner like they did against Bournemouth that time, part of me was like... If this was Liverpool, I think I'd be on the floor having heart palpitations, being unable to breathe. You know, if Liverpool that close to dropping points in a title race, I remember back to Tottenham at home for them last season in the running. And I was like, I'm not touching anything. I'm not looking at it until full time. I sat there and I shivered for about 20 minutes before full time. I don't know if Arsenal have got me there yet. I don't know if it's because there's still a few games left or they're just not the same. I don't know. But it's weird. It's weird being in this position with it not being Liverpool given the last sort of few years. Yeah, I, I I was I don't think I was quite as nervous as Liverpool have had me in the past either, simply because Liverpool were even though Arsenal have kept pace very well this season and they have scored late winners on a few occasions, late winners that have made you come straight into the chat going, Oh my god, it's over. It's because they've got <laughs> but, that aura, right? But, I, I will but, quickly but the, before you carry on, before you carry on, I will say when I was saying the title was over this city team didn't exist. In, like there has been a clear switch. Yeah, like, yeah, in the yeah. Last of course, few weeks, but, it's been something massive. Uh, but ju- city, just from the just from from the Arsenal perspective, Arsenal, as good as they have been, and even though they have got late winners, they don't have that aura of um, ruthlessness that Liverpool did. Mm. And I don't know if that's because they don't quite have the individual quality. Players like Mane, players like Salah, at their very best, they literally could and did drag Liverpool over the line several times. Whereas Arsenal, they still need to be playing well to get those late winners. You know, the the games where they have got the late winners, they've been 
competitive in the game. Whereas there were times when Liverpool, when they were chasing us down or we were chasing them down, where the result wasn't going their way. The performance wasn't great, but they still got it done because they had some individual quality, special individual quality. Of course, taking nothing away from Jesus, Martinelli, Erdegaard, Saka, they're all fantastic players, but they're not on that Salah and Mane level that they had. So I feel like the difference with Arsenal is that they don't pluck winners and big goals out of thin air like Liverpool did. That is the biggest factor for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think part of that's because they're, they're completely different teams. And, and obviously this is, in some ways, a Pep Guardiola, the, the Pep Guardiola effect. This is essentially, in part, his team. Obviously, Arteta's done fantastic work, but you can see the similarities there already. And and and, and Arteta, again, is, is sort of from that same mould. And, and I don't know if maybe it's easy to read a Pep team. You know, that, I think back to, to early Pep days when City were drawing games. I think of an Everton, I think of a Southampton, I think of a few others in there. You just knew City weren't scoring and maybe that's the same with Arsenal, I don't know. Yeah, and just one more thing on that as well. To sum it up, when Arsenal have had these tight games and whether they have or haven't grabbed a winner or an equaliser, you do believe that the other team can score. Last week against Liverpool, Mm. you thought Liverpool could have got a winner and you thought West Ham could have got a winner. It actually could have gone either way. Back when it was Liverpool... You're thinking it's either it's either going to finish in our favour, it's going to be a draw, or Liverpool will get the winner. You never dreamed of Liverpool conceding another one. That that I think for me is the biggest difference here. Ollie, MC Ollie, um, what, <laughs> what what are we saying then? Because I, I think I think you know I've said multiple times, and and maybe I'll still stick by it. Obviously, the pendulum swung quite quite massively um, even though it's still in Arsenal hands but it's also in City's hands at the same time there's a lot of hands going in there and fiddling about but I've said multiple times that I think Arsenal will win the league I do look at City's schedule and I'm like that could easily go either way for City we could have one of these incredible 20 odd game winning streak I think it's on 10 at the moment if City were to go on and win the treble it would be looking towards maybe like a 25 if they won every game which is scary to say but I do think at some point perhaps City might drop points in a game as well. I don't know where it will be. Are we are we in full title race mode now? Do you know, like go think back to those ones against Liverpool, even United back in 2012, where it's like tunnel vision. You're sleeping, you're thinking about the title race, you're predicting the results in the coming game. Do you know to off the back of your hand who Arsenal are playing? Or is there still a little bit of yeah, it'd be nice to get back into it. It would be nice to win the title, but there's still a Champions League and FA Cup, blah, blah. Or is it full? You know, this is this is the bread and butter for City now. This is what we should be focusing on. Uh, for me, it's fully the latter, and it has been since the Liverpool win a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I mean, I spoke on that on that review about uh, the treble, and uh, now I'm here again <laughs> talking about the treacherous treble hopes. Um, it just... It's, it, I'm, in, I'm in that mode now, you know, it's, it's, that, it's this kind of time when, you know, it's the Champions League quarterfinals, there's an important league game, mm. and in every pep year, it's been the FA Cup semi-final as well. Um, for once, it's nice to, you know, ha- kind of ha- enjoy this run almost, because a few weeks ago, we were all thinking, oh, the title's probably done, you know, it, it's going to take a lot for City to come back. Champions League is like our only hope, but we don't look great, because this was only the start of this kind of mini great run mm. we've been on. But now it we just we're a team in full flow. 
You know, this is a city team that is, you know, it's enraging North London. Every madman, mad woman in North London is absolutely fuming at the pure thought. It's not hard to be fair, though, is it? Yeah, well, no, it's not. London. It's yeah. not. It's not. But, you know, they're fuming at everything we do at the moment. And that's when you know that they're feeling the pressure. The team might not be, but I think they are. And they'll say they're not. But I think City, it's not got, we haven't got them on the ropes, but we've landed a good punch in the last couple of mm. weeks and we keep landing them. Um, you know, it's not, I don't think, you know, Arsenal aren't going to have such a loss of confidence that they lose to Southampton. That's just not going to happen. I, I, I don't see a scenario in which, you know, Arsenal that now, you know, drop points four or five games in a row, you know, mm. Liverpool, Liverpool, or Liverpool, especially at Anfield and West Ham, they've done us favours in title races, in title races past, you know, um, I wish I could. I wish West I could, Ham Chester City. Exactly. Exactly. I wish we could just clip in that video, that famous video, in now. But um, <laughs> it's it's just one of it's it's this time of year where just everything it kind of feels like. Oh, come on, how can you not be excited? But also, I'm going mm. to bed thinking about Manchester City. You know, oh God, what if we don't do it? I'm going to bed thinking, mm. oh my God, the Champions League finals on my birthday. What if we're there? What, <laughs> what am I going to be like? You know, do we do we need to start booking hotels in Istanbul or you know, it's it's that mm. kind of process at yeah. this point where just it's so overwhelming, but it's fucking enjoyable. It's so enjoyable. Uh, and obviously, we know from previous years it can all change quite quickly, and things can go from fantastic to pretty fucking horrible in a heartbeat. But we'll, I'll stick with you, MC Ollie, because I can see. I can see Oli Kirsch scrambling away with some calculations. He's going to tell us the permutations of, of what to expect because my brain's already frazzled by all the mathematics side. But but quickly then, Oli, um, what do you think is different from this year compared to other years? Because City, this time last year, maybe not the dates, but in terms of the season, were on course for a treble or at least had the chances of getting a treble. In previous years, it's been a quadruple, it's been a treble, you know. But it's never felt, I don't know if I'm tempting fate here, but it's never felt like we've been this... In the league, of course it has, but you know, in all three competitions, it's it felt a little bit different. And like I say, it can change overnight. We might go to Munich, we might get turned over, and suddenly the whole pitch is looking a lot different. But has something switched? Is it the lack of Liverpool there that makes things different? Or is the, I don't know, maybe the addition of Erling Haaland given another dimension? Because I don't know, it, it certainly feels different to, to other years. Yeah, I think there's more positivity around it. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we, we all got a bit kind of thinking oh it was done, the league was done so therefore anything after that's a bonus and i mean you, you've said plenty of times i must say if we came out this season with just the fa cup a couple of a couple of months ago you'd have been you'd have, you'd have taken that um you know yeah. with, with your ever famous optimism <laughs> should we say <laughs> yeah you could say um, that you could say but that. I, yeah not having liverpool because you know we're so used to them just crushing us um you know and crushing our hopes every other weekend but you know, Erling Haaland does add that factor because he's just there's so much in there's a, there's a real sense of inevitability with him. We didn't have you know take last season for example, we were scrambling to score goals from wherever they were coming mm. from, and now we know we can just put him on, and he'll probably and he, and he'll and he'll and he'll, and he'll probably get one if not two if not three if Pep keeps him on it long enough <laughs> if not five yeah ex- exactly you know this is the thing this is the thing with having a player of that you know just insane quality and it's not like we, we've only got the one of them we've got Kevin De Bruyne we've got Bernardo Silva we've got John Stones we've got Ruben Diaz you know we've got so many game changers in our squad who were just at that top 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 level 
you know, when we used, you know, and we can complain, say, oh, we only had two or three of them a, year, a couple of years ago. But we've got we've got people who make the difference every week. And if one isn't making the difference, another two or three will be. You know, mm. y- y- this city side that they, they they've got so many ways of killing an opponent. You know, it's not just winning; it's it's taking them down and mentally affecting them. Um, you know, we, we all kind of made the jokes before Leicester's mini comeback. You know, oh Sergio Gomez, Calvin Phillips, Cole Palmer—it's the ultimate insult, and it can't and it is in a way. You know, when Pep Guardiola feels confident enough to take that many play that many important players off, he's kind of saying okay go on then he's 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 tempting his own fate there really and it and it bitters a little bit thankfully you know Mm. not more after that but just having that sense of you know and and that comes from experience in these situations you know if 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 this was reversed and arsenal were the experienced ones and we were plucky plucky little c we wouldn't have this optimism we wouldn't have this positivity around going for a treble you know we'd just take what we could get but we've been in this situation before. We've won many in this situation before. Um, and I think yeah, we're all kind of not resigned to the fact, but we've all kind of accepted, okay, we need to tick off the Champions League now. And we've put ourselves in a great position to go through to the next round. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, I think people just want to win it now. People just want to win mm-hmm. these trophies. Um, and with the players we've got, there's no excuse why we couldn't. You know, fate and... It's in the hands of it's in the hands of God to decide how things go from here. But if you ask the fans, I think you know mm. you can look at our squad and think, okay, go on then, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get that sense, and, and I think it is perhaps maybe because a lot of the campaign, a lot of the season, specifically in the Premier League, was written off so early. I think back to maybe against after the Manchester derby defeat. I think it was the players met up, they, went, they had a night out together, they had seen bonding sessions to say, you know, something's clearly not right here. Cancelo left, maybe it was him, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But there's definitely a, a switch that has been flicked in recent months that has just made City look completely different. Um, right, OK, Ollie, Ollie K, I'll bring you into it because you've been, like I said, scrambling away, looking at the calculations. Before we finish on part one, talk us through what might happen not hopefully not in some <laughs> cases what will happen but you know given the the fixtures given the results obviously at the moment City have a four point deficit to leaders Arsenal having played one game less but all eyes now to that April 26th clash against the Gunners um quick permutations what might happen what might not yeah so what's making it really difficult to compute in our own heads at the moment is the fact that we do have a game in hand so what I want everyone to do is Get City and Arsenal's remaining fixtures for this bit, put them side by side, but include Sunday's result for Arsenal, um, which of course they drew to West Ham. So include that in how we're going to do this. You've got them side by side. Going to go from worst to best, right? So if we lose to Arsenal, don't go home yet, but we would need to match their remaining results, including, again, remember, including that draw against West Ham, but go four points better off. So they would need to drop minimum two games. So if Arsenal draw two and we win those corresponding fixtures, Arsenal lose two, we've got to draw one, win one. If Arsenal draw one and lose one, we have to win one and draw one. Bit complicated, right? But that's only if we lose to Arsenal, which hopefully won't happen. Now, to guarantee if we, if we draw to Arsenal... 
to finish level on points, we have to match their results. So again, this is why I said if you put the remaining fixtures side by side, this is so much easier to think about. To finish level on points, match their results, but go one point better. If they lose, we've got to draw that match. If we draw to them, we have to match them plus two points better if we want to finish above outright, so not just on goal difference. But forget all that because we're going to beat Arsenal at home, right? We're going to slap them around at the Etihad. This is what we want to know. If we beat Arsenal, to guarantee that we win the league outright, match their results, but go one game better. Win our game in hand, just match their results, game for game. To guarantee level results, level points, just match their results flat out, including the draw today. So if we win seven and draw one and Arsenal win out, it goes to goal difference. Little bit complicated, but yeah, just put them side by side. If we beat Arsenal, if we win out, we'll win the league outright. If we win seven and draw one, even if Arsenal win out, it goes to goal difference. And I think on the assumption that we do beat Arsenal, the goal difference shouldn't be a problem because we're seven ahead as it stands. That that is the game, isn't it? The Arsenal game. I think my judgment, my reservations will be made post match in the review after that. Ask me. This is the thing. Yeah, it it, it all becomes a lot less complicated once you take away the game against Arsenal. That that is the complication here. And when we've been chasing Liverpool down or they've been chasing us down, it's been a lot easier to think about because we've that fixture's been and gone. There are so many variables because we can have a six-point swing in that game. It's huge. But once that's out of the way, mm. it's going to become very clear what we need to do. But as things stand, beat them, win seven, draw one, we'll win the league. So simple, isn't it? So, so simple. Uh, that'll do for part one. Join us as we speak about hopefully another game that will be simple from the Blues' point of view in Munich tomorrow night. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you haven't already, our Leicester review dropped yesterday. You can hit play on that, hopefully. And then you can also hit subscribe and follow if you haven't already on whatever podcast platform you're listening along on. Right, Ollie McCool, Munich by Munich at the Allianz Arena. Manchester City have a free goal advantage. Manchester City have a free goal advantage. Surely, surely... Nothing goes wrong. Touch wood. Touch every piece of wood. It's safe. Um, <laughs> it's the game, isn't it? You know, I, I, I think we all kind of came went into that buying game last week thinking, right, what if we can just get a lead, just get a lead, and then we walk away three 0 up. You know, that's just mega. And and you know, crazy things can happen at the Allianz Arena. Crazy things have happened in that stadium in games that have never that that don't involve us you know and Bayern are a mean team they know how to win these games they're a ruthless machine but city are too and i've got and, I, and i've got faith and i've got faith in this team to you know see the job through it's just you know if if Bayern get a first goal then then you're thinking okay especially if it's early i think that'll set some nerves going but if city get the first goal then the tie it's not done but you know it's it's, and I don't even think it's handbrake off. But they'll it's be heavy. It's comfortable, and they'll be and there'll be relief. You know, if that if that early goal happens, and if it and if it's scored by Manchester City, um, you know, and that's and that's. But the thing with Bayern is they've got a point to prove. You know, they're a bit of a fractured dressing room. They've you know losing to us, and then Sadio Mane have attacking Leroy Sane in mad <laughs> circumstances. I mean, Sadio Mane he's tried to kill Edison. Now he's given <laughs> Leroy a massive fat lip. What's his problem, mate? What's your problem? Um, so, 
you know, they'll want to prove a point, you know, and I think, and I think even a win for them in it, even if we don't, even if we progress, will be good, will be good for their hopes, but in terms of their general season. But frankly, City just need to do what they did, do what they did last week. You know, we were, we were the, I think we were the better team in the game, you know, even when it was still nil nil, even when they got those early chances and you're thinking, oh, if Edison didn't get to that or if that could have gone a bit wrong. But, you know, I've got faith mm-hmm. in City to do the job. You know, it's it's a, it's a very difficult place to go. They're a very difficult team. You know, they've got a lot of things that could hurt us, especially on the, on the counter-attack. You know, they've got a lot of pacey players. But we're a really good team in defence. We're a really good team in midfield. We're a really good team in attack. It's that simple. If City, if City go out there and play the way they have in the last few weeks, we should win with ease. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's as you were in terms of injuries and suspensions. City didn't pick up any any second yellow cards. I think Akanji was the the only player, really outfield player, who was who was eligible to maybe be suspended. He obviously didn't get a yellow card. Manuel Neuer, Lucas Hernandez, and Chupa Moting, the injured players for Bayern. Phil Foden, obviously, probably there's been no update, but it looks like he'll still be out for that second leg. Oli Kirsch, is there a danger, perhaps, and and only on a Manchester City podcast would this question be asked, but is there a danger, perhaps, that a free goal advantage will be to City's detriment? And I mean that probably mostly from the supporters' point of view, because I have no doubt that Pep Guardiola is sat in his his drawing room in his Cheshire Stately home, wherever he's residing at the moment, over a nice glass of red wine, preparing for the flight over, thinking, oh, this is superb, this is a great position. Don't be overthinking it, Pep, we don't want to be doing that, we don't we starting with I don't know a back five but is there, a, is there a chance that perhaps we're speaking about this early goal obviously definitely the first half an hour is going to be crucial for this tie but if that goal goes in the back of the head subconsciously somewhere Real Madrid that stupid shitty goal music they play which still haunts me I can't even remember how it goes but it will come to me is there a, is there a chance that maybe City starts to buckle or will they have learned from that lesson of course there is. Of course there is. I mean, just look at the Leicester game. Right. Leicester, Ian Acho scored in the 75th minute to make it 3-1. There were 15 minutes plus stoppage time to play. And we were all extremely nervous. Mm. And we nearly conceded again, which would have caused utter chaos. Leicester, a, a very much inferior Leicester side, had us on the edge of our seats, right, with 15 minutes to play after getting one back. If Bayern score in the first 10 minutes, they've got 80 minutes to do so. So absolutely. And are we capable? Do we have the capacity to screw this up? Is our name Manchester City? (laughs) We've been out to Lyon in the knockout stages. We've conceded a header to the shortest man on the pitch at Real Madrid to go out in the semi-finals. We've lost to an inferior Chelsea side in the final. Like, I mean, we didn't even talk. Of course, of course, absolutely. The the thing is, the key here is that we've got to get the first goal um, or at least put them off scoring until well into the second half, preferably at least the 75th minute, right? Preferably but, at least the 95th minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people, people are only saying that this tie's over on the assumption that we're going to come out the same Man City that came out in the home tie. But that's not always the case. You know, we'll have another game in the legs from Leicester at the weekend. Um, we've got got a journey over to Munich. No, nothing's a given. Absolutely, I I am absolutely shitting myself. I'm not going to lie. It's three 0 I'm shitting myself. But mm. that's it. If if we score, I'll say yeah, it's tie over. You know, no matter how early it is, no matter how long they've got. But um, 
it's 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 going to be a nervy one for sure. Um, the upside is that the big players all you know got got some good rest. Stones, Harlan, Rodri, De Bruyne. We got got these lads off the pitch. Some of them quite early. I think it was at half time. So I feel good for the game, but I, I'm nervous for sure. Uh, mm. So let's see. But no, nobody should be writing Bayern off at this stage, or nobody should be writing City off to do ourselves in at this stage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I almost feel in this sort of last run in City is City's biggest enemy in all competitions because they have the best squad, no matter if you rotate a couple of, well, if you fully rotate, I don't know, for a FA Cup semi final against Sheffield United and you know that all the fringe players are coming in, then obviously you're gonna detri- it'll be detrimental to yourself. But City's capacity to fuck things up will be City's biggest enemy in this run in. Um Ollie, MC Ollie, before we wrap then, how how does City properly approach this game? We'll we'll have a preview with I think Adam's gonna jump on tomorrow and we'll, we'll look at it from a sort of personnel point of view in, in more detail but is it going to have to be same approach at the Etihad Stadium obviously you know think back to what would it be seven days ago City had next to no of the ball so it's not like they're going to go to the Allianz Arena and they're going to they're going to if they, if they do do the same approach it'll be imposing themselves they're going to control possession for the majority all, all throughout the game you know Thomas Tuchel was possibly, yeah, maybe had a case to say that the 3-0 scoreline didn't reflect it. I think City were probably good money for a 4-5 or five goal lead, but maybe Bayern Munich could have scored one or two. I don't know. It, it's going back seven days, of course. But does City go there and literally try and implement the same game plan they say to Bayern Munich? If you want to have the ball, you can have the ball. We trust ourselves defensively in this situation to really sort of sniff out any chances, Ruben Diaz, Edison, John Stones, etc. Or do they have to really go at Bayern at the throats from the off, kill the game off before half-time, allow no room for any form of capitulation, which make, which when I say it makes me think there'll be absolutely every room for capitulation. Yeah, I don't think they can approach it the same way and let Bayern have the majority of the game. That stadium's going to be well up for it. You know, you, know, you, can't, you, can't, you can't really compete you know, in in the way of a home game, in an away game, that it will be so feisty, mm. um, because that's what City did. That's what City did last week, and it works because the stadium was up for it, and it was a, and it was a great and it was a great game, and you know they back they backed themselves. I don't think you can have that same approach away as much. You know, City, you know, we've got to go to death by a thousand passes. I think I think you know, and just control, just get control of that game, and then at the moment, and Pe- and Pep will know when that moment is foot on the accelerator and take it away. Um that that's that's how that's how City have to operate in games like this because frankly in a in a stadium like that in a you know in an atmosphere like it's going to be you know we all know what German fans are like and we're go- we're going to be sick of drum beats in our ears by the fifth minute. Um <laughs> it's 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 the way it is City you've just City you've got to take control. You know they can't they they can't let Bayern get a foot in the game, even if it's even if they don't score in the first 10, 15 minutes. You know, say say it's nil nil. Say it's nil nil after half an hour. Like I think I think it was nil nil after half an hour in the first leg. If it's nil nil after half an hour, I think that favours City more than anything. You know, because at the end of the day, that storm. Exa- exactly, because they're gonna the Bayern are gonna come out fighting. They're gonna they're gonna put all their big dogs out for this game. You know, they are they're gonna be pumped up they're going to be ready to you know take city down and thomas tuchel he's you know he's a competitor you know he was mocking pep guardiola the night before the champions league final in that horrendous video um which pep should have been playing in the dressing room but you know we all know what happened um 
so you know city have just got to come out and just weather, weather the storm and then that's when you go you know it, it's it, it's like a marathon you know a, ma- a marathon's a, ma- a marathon run doesn't come out and sprint from the off they save it they save it for their peak and that's what city have got to do in this game the only thing i'll say about this is that one thing I'm quite optimistic about is that I'm not sure that Thomas Tuckle knows how to deal with a game where he's three down or a tie where he's three down. He's traditionally a fairly defensive. He's a counter puncher, right? That's usually how he sets up his teams. We've seen it firsthand in the worst of circumstances. So it's going to be interesting because he's not had that long to work with this buying side. And no doubt what he has been working on has been his philosophy of, of counter puncher. So We'll see. It's going to be interesting. They they could be disorganised and it could actually work in our favour if they've got to come out all guns firing. Uh, I'm not not overly convinced he's actually capable of managing a turnaround three, from 3-0 three as long as we know how to deal with that in, in what could be a hostile away atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to be an intriguing battle for sure. Um, we'll be covering it every step of the way of course hopefully with big smiles on our faces as usual guys that has been an absolute pleasure thank you very much if you haven't already listener hit follow hit subscribe we'll be back tomorrow like i said with a bit of a more in-depth buying preview getting ready for the game tomorrow night until next time we'll see you later Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 